0: Does it seem like most podcasts are speaking a foreign language? We deliver your podcast straight
1: to you in a language you can understand. Well, I'll drink to that.
0: What did you say? TMA Studios. It's what you want. Alright, this is Survivor Pain. I am the host of the Wrestling Shootout. I am giving you all a warning, fair warning, for those who out there who don't want me to pull triggers and talk about certain things, understand one thing. The views are from my guests and my guests only. Myself, the survivor of pain, Bill Blanchard, or TMB Studios, or Deflock Productions are not held accountable or responsible. For who comes to my ear and wants to sit there and say how they feel about other wrestlers and other promotions and other promoters, they are allowed to say what they have to say and say their piece. But if you're one of those types out there who are sensitive about, for this material, please do not listen to this show. With well, that being said, let's get it on! It's time! What was the craziest thing you ever did in the ring that people said, "Oh my God, that boy is stupid"? Put over Brandon Parker. What? <laughs> no. no, I mean, because we did some pretty weird shit over there. I mean, me and me and Devin Wright at one point had a buff bitch match, with whatever. A buff bitch okay. match. Damn. And he looked like the pig guy off of Captain America. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's 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 that shocked the fuck out of me. Pal. Sure me One too. guy who's just asking straight up questions to people and straight up answers is getting more hits than some that brings a lot of people back to their childhood. And, I mean, this is kind of
0: funny. I appreciate it. You ready? Oh yeah. <laughs> Chris Dick <laughs> Do we really have to go there? You no, know, I heard Vince's comment about that. He said, hey, even God himself has a, has a sense of humor. You know. I mean, wow. Had to create a Christopher Dwayne Dixon. <laughs> oh, God. How many ring rats? How many ring rats did you have backstage? There were rumors about... How
1: many ring rats wanted to get some... Dirt?
0: Wait, 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 what? Yeah, How many ring rats you actually had... Some ring dirt? rats? Oh, oh, God, Chris, educate what, what ring rats are. Oh, uh. For one, even Wolfcrawler turned down. Dale Sherrill. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I hit another singer right out the park. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow.
1: Don't forget, no, we no. have to put six over in the main event, because he was the top guy, and um, yeah. Well, Hogan must pose, you know
0: what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hogan must pose. i it first. I feel like going to the keto show and take part. I was like, sitting on the grave. That one, bro. The shootout with Bill Blanchard. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Finally, welcome back to the Wrestling Shootout. Hey, I am your host, Wrestling Historian, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard. Dude, I am fired up. I am pumped up. It is great to be back home. With- I'm back on the network that got the shootout fired up in the first place. I'm talking about TMB Studios. I'm back home. I'm back where I belong. You know, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm grateful for the opportunity, you know, and what better way to bring the wrestling shootout back, the guy who aired the very first episode. I'm talking about my friend, my brother to the end, my partner once again, Christopher Dwayne Dickens, man. What's going on, brother? How are you?
1: Is it just me or is it getting cold? I think hell might have froze over a little bit here. Um
0: <laughs> the temperature definitely dropped a little bit, man. But what I, I like to say is, what a difference a year makes, man. A year ago at this time we had the last episode with Caleb Kitchens and all the controversy that caused and you know everything that went happened and then she got going through a transition and trying to be part of Death Lot Productions, which I, I want to give a shout out to Dev Lot Productions real quick you can still hear the shows on depth lab production. They'll still be set to over there, but primary we're on TNB studios and I'm gonna let Chris, take it over from here, man. I'm glad yep. you're back on the show. Yeah.
1: I am. Hey, I'm, I'm glad to have you back. TNB studios. Welcomes the shootout back with open arms. And I got to say, I'm actually impressed. Uh, Mr. Blanchard, you uh, actually did um, SWN, the Stovall wrestling network in my place while I was having a family emergency. Um, and, and you did a great job. So uh, welcome back to the TMB family, and I can't wait to see what the future holds.
0: Well, dude, I got to tell you, it was uh, a tremendous honor to be on Caleb's podcast, and, you know, I wanted to say the shootout might have helped inspire him to do his podcast So I, I had him on my show a couple of years ago, and we hit it out pretty good, and, you know, Caleb still has been doing very well for himself. He's a commentator for Vibro Pro Wrestling. He's been my, you know, we were commentating... Uh, United Championship Wrestling for a little bit, you know, and you know Caleb has come came a long way from when I first met him, man. And uh, I just want to say I'm proud of Caleb Stovall. He is the number one podcast in 2019. I mean, hey, I was number one in 2014, 15, 16, 17. It probably happened. <laughs> I'm happy to shed a range a little bit here, but hey, with all hey, well, all jokes aside, though, Caleb has done a tremendous job with the Stovall Wrestling. Effort. I'm just. I was honored to be on the show, man. We had a great time. I mean, from the WWE to the AEW conflict, from WCW Spring Stampede, man. Even even to the females of professional wrestling on Impact, man. You guys can hear it all live on tnB It was an honor, man. It was a blast, today, dude. I, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I thoroughly enjoy what I heard. I know the fans love well, will love what they hear if they haven't already heard it. Uh, so, if you guys haven't heard it, go check out SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. That is on TMB Studios' website and on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play.
0: Outstanding, man. Well, hey, dude, let's just get right into it. Let's just let's dive it. right I mean, man, people are trying to shut this podcast down, maybe not 100% intentionally, but every time I try to air an episode, last tour film or so, I keep getting to it. Don't pull that trigger. Don't do it. All that kind of words. Don't be spreading dirt around. And you know, it's almost like because they're so afraid what people are gonna say. Man, that's what made the shootout famous in the first place. I was not afraid to ask the hard question. Okay, I wasn't afraid to go there. I wasn't afraid, you know, bring some things to light. But you know, the the wrestling shootout for me and for a lot of guys that's on the show was wrestling therapy. If you had a problem with a guy you're wrestling with, get a problem with a promoter you're working for, or any type of wrestling angle that was going on, or just, just if you want to get something off your chest, by all means, man. Come on the show and just lay it out, man. Let it all out. And if you heard something on the show and you didn't like it and you want to get in a rebuttal, by all means, man. Chris, we didn't say no to nobody. And we didn't no. tell nobody, oh, don't 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 say this because you might piss somebody up. Hell no, dude, man. Say what you want to say and say how you feel. It's it's wrestling, okay? Now, granted, there were times when some people might have went a little too far with it. You know, I did apologize for that. We try to keep it all wrestling related, okay? You got a problem with somebody you're working in the ring? You want to say something about it, man? Go ahead and say something about it. And if that guy has something to say, come on the show and say it. You know, we have to.
1: And that's what made
0: the show great.
1: I mean, that's what that's what drew inspiration uh, from the first episode that me and you did, that first line where you asked me what's the one thing that you did where in professional wrestling people said, oh, my God, that boy is stupid. Do you remember what my answer was? It's in the intro.
0: Put over Brandon Parker, and I must <laughs> not start when you said that. That's not something I expected you to say. You hit that one right out of the field.
1: Yeah, and, and that just set the tone. And, I mean, I got to give props – Because we we did try to put limitations and guidelines on the shootout with the start, you know. And then uh, it it was actually James Houston um, who came on the show and just completely broke the boundaries. Because when he went off, he went off on a tirade about everything he was doing in professional wrestling. And um, his history and everything.
0: It's funny you bring him up because, you know. We talked about trying to censor it, trying to um, edit some things out, so try to add some beeping noise. All you would have heard was, "Yeah, this is what I was like a beep, and it beep, 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 Dude, there's no way you could have done it. So we were, no. we were, it's gonna be <laughs> We, we man. just threw
1: our hands up, like, you know what? Now you can cuss. And then, and then the episodes <laughs> kept getting longer. Like, you know what? We'll go an hour to an hour and a half. We'll give it that. Um, so that was that was what it went by. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger, and we just kept getting more and more people that want to come on. And, and one of the biggest feuds that was taking place on the shootout was between myself and, um, I, I think you said, uh, Mass Fury, even though he never wore a mask. Uh, I, don't <laughs> a word, I don't think Mass Fury of a mask.
0: I don't think Mass Fury wore a mask. What are you talking about, Chris?
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't pull that trigger. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, oh, that was one of the biggest. Fun r-
0: of
1: yeah, it, it was one of the biggest rivalries on the shootout, and it still and it stands as one of the biggest rivalries, and it's going to be one of the biggest rivalries even to this day. Because even now, even now, even though myself and uh, Mister uh, Christian Fury, Jagger Guinness, uh, we are working together, and we just relaunched '90s Nostalgia. When it comes to the wrestling business, Chris Dickens and Christian Fury are two of the biggest egos to ever clash. And even if we're in the ring or out of the ring, those egos are always going to clash, and there's always going to be that one upsmanship So, um, Mr. Fury, if you're listening, I'm pulling the trigger, I'm digging the worms, I'm throwing the dirt, I'm waiting for you to come back and respond, because this is a challenge. This is me challenging you to come back on the shootout, and let me have it so we can continue this ongoing feud we never stopped when this show ended.
0: I'm for one excited. I'm, I'm fired up about it. You know, I, it's been, you know, I've tried for, God, it's been like two or three years now to try to get you both on the show at the same time. You know, just timing. Timing is everything, as they say. Never would happen, you know. But, you know, I'm to I love to see it. You ripped Fury a new one. And see what Fury could do it back to you, man. I mean, you know. Yeah, you
1: must be in an arena or something because you echoed for one second there.
0: Yeah, I did. Do you want a
1: wrestling show without me?
0: Of course, man. I'm booked at Madison Square Garden. What you talking about? (laughs) If you're booked at Madison
1: Square Garden, then I'm booked in Chicago at All
0: Out. I'm going to bump and ring where Ricky Moore don't dream about. Yep, darn. Ricky me up first class all the damn way. He says he is scared and terrified of AEW, and he had to get the best freaking talent around, and they don't get no bigger, no stronger than a survivor of pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I just woke up. Crap, yeah. I'm Yeah. <laughs> <woke up.
1: laughs> <laughs> But, but since we're talking about the current situation of professional wrestling, why don't we go ahead and talk about uh, the current situation in uh, local wrestling? Because uh, that's a subject matter I've been itching to talk about lately, and I haven't really had a chance to do it anywhere. I've talked about it on SWN, but I haven't really opened up. And and what better way to launch? We, than
0: to- we, we, we tried a couple of times, man. And I, you know what, though? Let's open that can. I got plenty of bullets. I'm ready to shoot. Look I mean, north. I mean, I
1: got no, here. Here's my philosophy on it. We had the disclaimer at the beginning of the program. We made sure we put that on there. Anybody's feelings get hurt, I'm I'm terribly sorry, but these are my opinions. That disclaimer was even though TMB Studios is my company, I put that disclaimer at the beginning of this program because I knew I couldn't trust myself for what I was going to say. So,
0: and you cannot be held accountable for.
1: No, I cannot be held accountable for my own words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: well, yeah. you know, I
0: mean, I'm mean, i not affiliated with no promotion right now I am You people will be able to see me and hear me talk June 29th, which actually is this Saturday, I think I will be part of WECW as their head commentary guy I Finally accepted the position Can I asked the point, Blake, like, dude, be honest with me, man Am I working for you and WECW Or am I working for Don and UCW He says you're working for me I says, okay, I'll be there
1: and, no, and I don't
0: no, want to. I'm going back. Cool. Ucw.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with WECW. I'm cool with uh, with T Cash and and that whole group. And I'm seeing a lot of changes being implemented. I'm seeing a lot of new things. Um, to to see Ucw. Uh, I do believe they had their last show recently.
0: Yes, um, they did
1: here in Augusta. And, and there's been talk circulating around that they'll be coming back soon, and I'm just waiting to see what happens with that. But I'm going to be honest. Just the way I've seen WECW come back up out of the ashes and, and you know come up on the scene, I'm just kind of curious as to what's next with that. I, I'm just playing the waiting game. I know what we went through with UCW. I know what's happened uh, through the history of UCW. I'm not going to open up. I don't have to open up that can of words. I will say this, that there are certain individuals within UCW, they know who they are, who uh, have the uh, tendency to fabricate stories to make themselves look better and make themselves look bigger. And uh, to you, I could just say, you know, go fuck yourself. Um, But with that being said, when it comes down to WECW, uh just like you, you're you're part of WECW now's commentary team. Um, but myself, I look at it from a fan's perspective. I'm just playing the waiting game. I'm waiting to see what happens and what develops and and see how things are ran before I make my final well, decision on it.
0: I'm I'm gonna be like this. Jesse Ventura didn't hold his tongue how he thought about world championship wrestling when he was on the commentary team. More or less than he did when he was working for the WWF at the um, I'm yeah. gonna be that same way. I'm gonna call it like I see it. I'm gonna call the action in the ring, you know. And if you, you know, I'm gonna call it like I see it. Now, granted, I'm gonna put over WCW. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try to make that look good as best I can. But, dude, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest out there, man. If you mess up. Believe you me, don't, don't think twice. I ain't going to call you out on it. Man.
1: Exactly, no. and that's what you're supposed to do as a commentator um, because you're supposed to help them to improve themselves because you're elevating their story that they're supposed to be telling in the ring. If they're not telling the story, how can you tell the story? So it makes logical sense. If they're going to screw up, call them out on it. It becomes part of their story, and it helps them to oh, learn no. and to develop.
0: Without a doubt, man, and, and I'm going to do my best I can, you know. I respect T. Cash. He, he came to me, offered me the position, and wanted me to do it. I, I took some time to think about, it, man, because how things went down at UCW, man, where, there are a lot of things I, I find questionable. There are a lot of bad things that's happened. There are a lot of things that were said. And, you know, I am don't, don't want to 100% bury, you know, the management of UCW, you know, Don Enrique. You know, I mean, they got to run it the way they feel like they need to run it, okay? You no, know, Whether they're doing it right or wrong, yeah. Yeah, that's for us decide. the side.
1: I if you don't you want to bury it, give me the
0: shovel. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to give you a shovel. I'm going to dig a hole and I'm going to let you cover it up with dirt. Because like I said, I'm not talking about how they might have treated every single Ruster came through that door, but I will tell them exactly how they treated me, you know, and how I was treated, you know, with a lack of disrespect. Being accused of cheating at Halloween costume contest, trying to steal some candy for some children, for God's sakes. I'm talking about being promised something for two freaking years, they could have found out it was all wow. You know? Yeah, I, I, I'm talking about that, 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 that me, you know. It's, Despite the services out there for my country, despite my uh, contributions to professional wrestling, you much rather have a rich Russian booked in your show than to have me give him the same opportunity that you wouldn't give me. You know, and granted, I'm not gonna mention that person's name. I don't know nothing about the whole the whole case, but I mean, it's out there. Okay, we all know what's out there, and we all know who I'm talking about. No disrespect toward him. I'm looking from this from my perspective. You're giving a, a, this man an opportunity with potential of causing public relations nightmare to your promotion. Yeah, you wouldn't give me one. One shot at insane Zane, one opportunity to go up against my nemesis, even on a tribute show to the troops from Memorial Day weekend, something that I asked for one shot, one kill, one match, one and done, you know, and I was a loyal soldier to UCW. I felt like I was the time I finally agreed to come aboard and I tried my best and I was there 95% of the time. And if I wasn't there, it was a family emergency. I couldn't be there. But nine times out of 10, I was there trying to get over UCW. I was a big supporter of Hunter Young. I was a big supporter of some of the talent. But some of the mistakes that they freaking made, dude, I mean, how do you not freaking see some of the stuff that they've done? I mean, here recently, okay, when this whole mess gets started, when someone walks up to you and said, I'm here to help, I want you guys to succeed, learn from my experience, let me help you. I've got sponsorships. I've got some big-name talent here. And you get told, oh, no, 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 I'm the boss. I run things here. I don't want your money. You know, you go sit down over there. I'm only going to put guys I want to do it for free. Okay. Then, boom, IWB is born. And the rest is history, man.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Um, Go ahead. Because, uh, you know, we we have our history with Timothy Blackman, uh, T-Money, of course. And, um, you know, he's the guy that gave us our training. And gave us our opportunity. And I will be forever grateful, regardless of how many times Mr. Blackman ribs me and makes fun of me and beats me with a kendo stick, okay? Um, The guy gave me an opportunity, gave you an opportunity, uh, gave a lot of us a chance. Um, He was out of the business. And then my last show at UCW, my last ever show, being a performer in a ring— Um, as the uh, head of talent relations for UCW, he was there on commentary. And I could see the spark light back up in his eyes before he swung the kendo stick and hit me upside the head with it. (laughs) But...
0: He was was happy, brother.
1: Yeah, he was enjoying it. I mean, even if it's at my own expense, if the guy gets back involved with the business that he loved for so long, even if it takes a couple of lumps to my head, my back, whatever it is, it it brought him back to a happier place in his life. And he wanted to help UCW. He really did. And when he's passionate about something, and, and me and you know this, when he's passionate about something, he sticks to his guns and wants to make it work. So I do believe he wanted to make it work with UCW. I do believe he had the best interest in mind for UCW. Do I feel like the management that you know runs UCW had the best interest in mind for UCW? No. What I believe the management in UCW had in mind is two separate things within itself from what Timothy Blackman had in mind. Timothy Blackman had in mind running a wrestling business and bringing the best professional wrestling to the CSRA and, and even beyond. And he's done that with IW. I mean, look at, look at the IWE card for uh, this upcoming event for Summer Heat. Jesus. I mean, it's, it, they're having a women's championship tournament. That's not been done here in the CSRA. Um, and, and he's bringing all this big-name talent in. And what has UCW done? They drew seven people uh, or ten people. Um, they aren't making enough money to even possibly make the next show. Uh, it, it's just and – I, and I I don't fathom it. The, the management style between the two is completely opposite. One wants to make something and make it great and, and has a vision and has an idea. The other one wanted a sandbox he could play in with his buddies.
0: Well, you know, I spoke to the man and I questioned him on some things and, and how he pointed, presented it to me was the simple fact that if you have investors investing in your product, that means they think they get to have a say. And he says, I don't want them to have a say. I want to be the owner. I'm the owner. I'm the boss. I have the, the final say. The buck stops with me, if you would, as he put it. Okay. You know, And he, and he tried to say, if you have investors, investor, they think they have something to say, and I didn't want that. I want to run a promotion, and this is how I'm going to do it. And whether he's doing it right or not, hey, that's his decision. The way I look at it, though, you know, and 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 in theory, you know, I made the same comments. It's like we're not going to. He wanted to get rid of the guys who helped build this company, and yada yada yada. And I want to slap him in his face and says, "You're not being disrespectful by trying to get other talent in. You use those guys for over a year. Okay, there's only so many things you could do to the point where." Okay, if I'm paying ten bucks to this guy this month, if I'm paying ten bucks to this guy next month, and all I always see if people are not coming back to see this guy, it's not working. Okay, exactly. are you in it for your friends? Are you in it to make some money? Okay, if, you know if you don't get in fresh talent, your your product's gonna get stale. It's gonna get stale if you're not trying to pull a little bit more money out of your pocket or try to come to raise money or go out and get some sponsorship or someone who's flat out there offering some sponsorships, telling you, listen, man, this is how you do it. You know, I want a little bit of uh, helping the bookings, but these are the talent you're going to freaking need. These are the guys I can get. And you would have been drawing instead of, you know, you're pulling, you could have been pulling in 100, 150, 200, 250, you know, or using the exact same guys or just not doing I mean, this guy's got some heart. I'm not saying that the one, you know, that were told to be replaced you know, didn't have any heart or didn't have a passion for the business. But if they had respect for the business, they would understand. Yeah, man, I, I understand. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate you giving me a chance, but I still want to help, you know? I mean, exactly. even, if this man was, even if this man would say, I like you, pal, I like you, man, but you're just not drawn, man. I got to do what's best for me and the company. Sorry. We'll see it down the road, you know? I, I mean, it's business. It ain't nothing personal. Don't take it personal, you know? But yeah, I don't know. And, and
1: that's, that's the thing. He, he said he didn't want to have investors because investors have a say in the company. Well, I mean, really, they're just there to make suggestions. The buck always stops with the person who runs the company. You don't have to necessarily go with what they want. Uh, I mean, even if they say we're pulling out, like, well, okay, I mean, this is what's best for my company. This is what I want. Let's work out a compromise. He never wanted to compromise. Even And, and okay. here's, the, here's the other thing. But before, okay. before I let you go ahead and uh, continue on, um, it, it goes back with me. As you said, you know, you had your issues with uh, United Championship Wrestling, things they've done to you. I'm going to go ahead and jump on that bandwagon, too, with the things that happened with me. I mean, I... I poured my heart and my soul and my time and my effort into promoting ucw even had a show on touch my bass productions called unhinged that helped promote i was doing facebook live feeds uh t uh touch my bass was promoting all over the place bringing in numbers and my last night i I had a great send-off i felt it was a great send-off month down the road the next thing i hear is I was told that I was changing storylines and I was cussed out in the back and I said, well, the hell with this. I'm leaving anyway. I'm quitting after tonight. Um, No, that never fucking happened. I never, ever once in my life would sit there and tell you that I'm quitting and still stick around, number one. Number two, I'm not going to let somebody sit there and cuss me out without me punching them in the face. Number three is I was given a great send-off. I hugged everybody goodbye. Your own fucking wife posted on Facebook that she was upset seeing me go and was going to miss me, and you yourself said goodbye to me when it was me, you, and Mr. Garganus as the last three people in the building. That's right. So let's clear the air on that. That never and the happened. reason
0: why, the reason why I said that you're telling the truth on that, because I know you probably better than most people do. And whenever you get confronted with some BS like that, you're like, man, fuck this, and you're out the damn door immediately. Out the door. You're not and, gonna hey, still around. You're gonna grab a freaking gun. The fact that you stayed to the very, very end, where it was just you and Garganis and Don Brown, you know, mm-hmm. there. No way in hell, but that's that's true. I mean, and
1: and on top of that, you were the one that told me, "Hey, you need to clear the air with the guy. Let's get you back down there. Let's get you just, you know, in to see the guys because I miss seeing you." Right. That's right. uh, When I messaged him and said, "I'm going to bury the hatchet," you know, let bygones be bygones. What's past is past. Let's move forward. Whatever issues we had, they're gone. His response to me was, "Uh, didn't know we had issues, but okay, glad you're uh, past it." Well, if, if apparently you had issues with me that you were cussing me out and you pretty much said that I was done with UCW, so much to the fact that you would not even book a match with me and Timothy Blackman, something that would have drawn money because even with that match, yeah, I had uh, Miss um, Layla Harden. A lot of people don't know that uh, – a lot of people aren't familiar with that name who are new to wrestling, but a lot of people who know the wrestling business over the course of the past few years in the CSRA remember her from Flatline. They also might recognize her from Old School Championship Wrestling over in South Carolina. She was all set and gun ho to come in to be my manager for this one-time-only confrontation between teacher and student. It would have been the greatest thing, and you didn't book it because you said that I have a tendency to change storylines, and I have a tendency to not keep with what's planned. I'll back out at the last minute. I will, I will leave at the last minute. And, and you got caught in those lies. And, and that's the thing is those lies and those underhanded tactics are the reason why you ended up where you did without a venue, without a place to call your own, and without any revenue coming in for your company. So you had to team up with another company to even make ends meet. While guys like Timothy Blackman, guys like Cameron Cade, even guys like Billy Johnson, who were running out of the same venue you were running out of, pulling uh, in between 7 to 15 people, are making fucking tons of money.
0: Hey, hey, let's talk about this real quick a Big controversial thing that took place in between the November, December, even January, you know, time period where rumors started flickering. Went to many Black and was defending Don Brown, you know. And it's all it's all on social media, you know. I mean, there was so much shit that was being freaking said, and I've heard from both sides of the fence here. And then I can understand why Lavoy felt like you know they felt you know UCMC them at a fundraiser opportunity that took place in October, you know. So when they hear about the American Legion that UCW did discover. <clears throat> let me rephrase that. Christian Fury actually discovered it and, and hooked up and hooked up uh, UCW with that venue. It was a sweet deal, you know, privately owned by the American Legion. You know, gave them a great offer, a great price, you know what I'm saying? But when your competition finds out how easy it was to get it, they made the same, they made the same throw at it, you know. And they started advertising and everyone at UCW, at least the UCW management, was getting a little paranoid but couldn't have found out it's true. And then when January came, it seemed like every big name in the industry was there sitting near each other, with the exception of you, boss. You know, because yeah. I was or, the exception of you, boss. You know, they, they got the whole wrestling buzz talking. When, when Mike Ellison was there, Timothy Blackman was there, the Hancocks were there. and some other uh, big names I think were there. And the crowd watched as to what Machido was going to do. I think Livewire was part of that as well.
1: Yes, they were.
0: So now you got guys like, you know, Christian Fury was upset, making comments like, it's an unspoken rule. You don't go to another person's territory without letting them know. You don't do that. you know And I'm the one to tell them, I said, dude, there's no such thing as a territorial rule no more. That died in the 80s, the early 80s, 83 to be exact. You know, I says, it's a freaking building. It's a freaking venue. It's free game. What? nothing they did was illegal. Anybody, anybody had any right to go there and wrestle there. You know, book the venue there just like you guys do, you know. And now, to so you guys that made the, the base commander mad, you know, you guys lost your opportunity. And now IWE is now a part of the American Legion. Machido and Livewire, you know, are part of the American Legion and drawing big names and drawing good shows. And then, And I think one of the biggest shockers was, Well, maybe not so much a shocker. I guess you kind of saw it coming, but with no surprise. Everybody had to make choices. Where UCW had a good roster, okay? They started to see some really good names coming, some good matches coming. But when the battle line of stands were drawn, which went UCW and probably just Livewire, even Machido even, everyone had to make a choice. And then when, you know, Team Money brought back IWE, some people may decide to go over there as well. And then now, who's all at the Legion right now? It ain't UCW, they had their final show in June. UCW is no more at the American Legion. It's just IWE, LiveWire, and Machido, you know. And it's it's kind of sad about what happened, but you know, if you're if you're willing to do business, maybe things would have been different, you know. But yeah, that's the decision you got to learn. That's the decision you've got to live with. You know, and that's that. You know, I mean, I mean, let's talk about this here too. I want your opinion on this too. You know, Hunter Young, what's your thought process on Hunter Young? Because the guy's had a phenomenal run as the UCW champion. You know, a lot of people praise this guy's work. He's took on some pretty top names. You know, like Christian Fury, <clears throat> Christian Fury. You no, know, no, I'm not. I'm not knocking him. You know, when you, when you first hear about it, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it's about Christian Fury here. The first match he had with Hunter Young, it's a proven fact, not a whole lot of people were gung-ho about it. But after that first meeting, Fury won some fans over. So when the second meeting happened, yeah, they drew a good crowd, and people got into the match. Same thing with the third fall and uh and the I quit match they had, you know. It was, it was a great match, a great battle, you know, but Hunter Young prevailed. But... I think a lot of people, you know, Christian Fury surprised a lot of people. Because Fury really showed up to work, and he probably wrestled probably his best match ever. You know, he came up short, but he walked out there, I think, more respect from certain people than he might have had before. You know, but that being said, it took like on Billy Brash. Billy Brash and, and Hunter really tore the house down with a little flippity flop stuff, you know. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's move forward here a little bit further here. Hunter Young had a one tile defense. The one tile defense had an amazing battle with Sean Legacy, you know. But then all of a sudden, Hunter Young is booked with Night Stalker, you know, the big promoter of United Championship Wrestling. You know, the man's pushing forty eight to forty nine years old. Hunter Young's is like what 23, 24, or something like something that. Like that. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: A thirty minute Iron Man match. And I've had fans hit me up. We were talking about it, and they felt cheated because it wasn't a thirty-minute Iron Man match. When the timekeeper gets freaking told that, hey, after every two minutes you're calling a five-minute marker, every one minute you're calling a five-minute, you know, I'm like, and the fans are watching on they're watches, they're like, wait a minute, you know? So it was supposed to be thirty minutes, ended around fifteen minutes or so. That Night Stucker became the champion of the world. That's the guy you. That's the guy UCW chooses. Be the one to break their phenomenal one, the unbreakable one, Hunter Young. The the young lying who was rising to the top of professional wrestling, kids wrestling all over the place. This is your champion. And this is how you're gonna you know. I mean, it made no sense to me. I I, I didn't keep my mouth quiet about it. I'm sitting there telling you still be management. And I'm like, come on, how do y'all see this is good business? And you know, you know what I got told, Chris? Mm. Well, Vince Russo was the WCW champion. It worked. David Arquette was champion. It worked. Even Vince McMahon. I'm like, really, y'all? That, that, that's, that's 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 what you're that, going that's, with? That's the argument? Well, hell that's if the that, argument.
1: If, if that's oh my. the argument, uh, Vern Gagne is the best example of it. You should have used that as the example. Vern Gagne was the yeah. AWA champion, and it made fucking sense for years. But this didn't make no sense. Herner Young was your best talent. He was your hottest talent. You should have kept the belt on him for a while because he was a draw and have people that he could challenge that would present a challenge to him. No offense to Night Stalker. Great wrestler, you know. Uh, you, you know, got got skill. But I don't see an uh, uh, overweight, chubby, uh, uh, how was it worded on Facebook, um, um, hot topic wearing wannabe emo kid in oh, yeah. a middle-aged man uh, facing off against a young, hot, fresh talent like a Hunter Young for a championship. I see as a mid-card or maybe as a curtain jerk. That's as far as it needed to go.
0: Uh, for me, young, I felt like it would have worked if they had different stipulations in the match. It was never going to work. If you can't do a 30-minute Iron Man match, then don't. Promote a 30-minute Ironman match. If
1: you're going to you blow up after 10 minutes, you
0: can't you do deliver. You know, yeah, I'm if you,
1: Yeah, if you blow up after 10 minutes in a match, don't do a 30-minute Ironman match. Don't do anything past 10 minutes. You need to work 10 minutes and make no, yourself you could look could
0: good. You could have done it. No holds bar last man standing. Hell, you could have done a first blood match. I mean, that would have been, at least that would have been believable, okay? I could have believed Stalker busting open Hunter Young. You know I mean? I can see Hunter coming and close. Nassau gets a little bit of blood. Dead record without the ring. Wipe the blood off his head. Face a little bit. But then they bust open Hunter Young. When the referee, of course, was down at this point. Referee comes to, looks at freaking Hunter, busts it up with blood, then rings the freaking bell. Nassau is a new champion. Typical heel way to win that first blood match, right? No. 30, I 30, my first started, a 30-man Iron Man match, you know, Hunter Young is known as an iron horse. A workhorse. I, like, like, you know, I've heard some people call him Mighty Mouse. I mean, the guy just doesn't stop. Has unlimited amount of energy. And I hear this when when he, when he wrestled Christian Fury in a last-man-standing match. When Hunter Young got back to his feet, won the match, he gets on that microphone and didn't even take a breath. Had one hellacious freaking promo. Like, he went freaking Superman all of a sudden. Then you got freaking Fury who couldn't even stand up, you know? And you have Hunter Young cooking a freaking promo after the freaking match, act like what nothing even happened to him. I mean... The kid was almost like inhuman, almost. I mean, yeah. I guess it can really take over, you know? So, no, I didn't agree with it. Not, not, not in that kind of way, you know? I mean... And
1: I, I'm you know, I'm one of the few people who... Go
0: ahead. What I was just going to sit there and say was, I helped bring in a decent name for UCW. I pulled money out of my pockets, okay? I went when when, when I knew T-Money was going to do IWE, and I wasn't mad. I even messaged, man, don't even worry about... You know, me and me and Jay personally understand. I totally understood why he was doing it. I was for it. He got, he had my emotional support. You know, want to be part of IWE. Want to help in any way that I can. You know, with, 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 You know, but I'm sitting there telling myself, you know, Don's gonna need some talent because see, a lot love his talent. Chose Livewire and Machido. Okay, they left. You know, so he lost a lot of good workers, a lot of great wrestlers that didn't want no part of UCW. You know, so I'm started looking elsewhere. Now, I remember an old rivalry I had way back in the day. A guy I respected. He's got a pretty good name in the business. I know he was looking to get back into it. And was still in great shape. You know, great wrestler. Can hang with anybody. I'm talking about J.C. Walker.
1: Oh, yeah. J.C. Walker's I, a great I, talent.
0: Yeah, man. But when I present him to UCW, you know. And, and I'm thinking they're going to do something good. You know, he, he actually ended up defeating Sean Legacy, you know. You know, he was being undefeated. And all of a sudden, he's in a match with Nine Stalker. I saw Night Stalker went over. Instead started shaking my head, and I was like, what? And all of a sudden, it's Nine Stalker facing up Hunter Young. Wouldn't it have been better if an athlete, you know, a well-named recognition working for your company, wouldn't that have been a better choice to put the belt on, you yeah. know? that Stalker should have been J.C. Walker maybe. I, I just, you know, I don't know, man. I feel kind of really? – Man,
1: maybe that's where the confusion lied. Maybe there was a booking for Walker versus uh, Hunter Young, and instead he he, he had dyslexia, and wrote out the ST instead of the W, like, like a dumbass. Ah, um, uh, who
0: knows, man? I don't know, man. Who knows? But but, but, know.
1: but you you mentioned you mentioned Sean Legacy, and, yes. And when when you look at uh, if you go back in the history of UCW, when I first came in, I didn't want to come in. I didn't want anything to do with the business. Me and you both had sour grapes for the business. Uh, Alan Luke actually convinced me to come in. And when I came in, the first two people I saw that uh, literally got me back to where my fire was burning again for professional wrestling were Hunter Young and Sean Legacy because they were two young bucks who were just coming into their own and, and just breaking into the business. And I saw a lot of potential in them. And it's, a, it's one of the reasons why even to this day, I support Sean Legacy. I have a Sean Legacy shirt. When I go to the uh, Viral Pro Shows to do uh, SWN there, uh, Sean Legacy is one of the main people I, I, I preach for and I promote for because Sean Legacy showcased a drive and a passion like no one I've ever seen before. He has the look. He has the physique. He has the he has it. Uh, Hunter Young. Hunter Young is on a whole different level than Sean Legacy. Uh, he has the same package but it's in a different rapper and both of them are tremendous talents and both of them can go very far. Sean Legacy is already going far and he 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 did it without UCW. He got his start with UCW, but UCW was well, dragging him down.
0: Let me let me ask you this question. There's all kind of rumors going around here. I've heard this rumor and I want to say you probably have heard this rumor too. You know, what Sean Legacy blackball like Tom? Hey, man, I'm not gonna pay you this my money, or I'm not gonna pay you at all, or I'm not gonna book you at all if you continue to wrestle for UCW.
1: There was a lot of truth to that, uh, from what I can understand. And Sean Legacy wasn't just one of them, it was a whole lot of talent who got there that same a
0: ultimate. Lot a lot of talent. If you're working for this, come up. Now, why do you think Don has so much freaking heat with a lot of talent? I mean, with people like that, other promoters—is it really friendly competition? I mean, I've heard stories back in the day, businesses used to be doing that. Said, "Hey, if you work for this guy, you ain't working for me," you know.
1: It's still being done to this day. I mean, we just broke the story on SWN about PWX uh, wanting to do, um, you know, specialized deals with their talent to where they can only work in certain places uh, with given consent. Um, But. You know, when it comes down to UCW, it's all about uh, quality control, I guess you could say. Um, Granted, UCW was uh, providing a pro wrestling show, but was it a top quality show? Was it something that could help elevate talent? Or was it something that was dragging them down? Uh, A lot of people looked at it as uh, dragging down. And we go back to the situation of... uh, the uh, the incident with the child molestation stuff and all. Uh, that is very big and frowned upon in the pro wrestling world. And that will leave a tainted scar on your brand for a long, long time. And the fact is, it didn't happen to UCW once or twice. It happened three times. Three times. That, that If I'm not mistaken, three strikes and you're out. So, needless to say... If I was a promoter, I would do the same thing. Hey, if you're gonna go work for this company and they have this history, you can't work for me. I won't even pay you because you basically just tarnished your brand by being with that group. And that's how it's looked at. I mean best
0: business. Walking around high fiving kids around ring size or coming to the ring. And when a word like that got out, I mean, you know, you step in promoter being a kid. Family friendly. Then why would you allow something like that to happen? I mean, I spoke to the man. I've heard the guy's side of the story. You know, you want to believe he's telling the truth, and I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Okay, I I wasn't the detective investigating. I wasn't handling DNA evidence. I wasn't a detective interrogation trying to get the man to confess to a crime. You know, I don't know. All I do know is. What the law states, you know, and then it's a PR nightmare. If that were to happen, you know, I'm gonna bring my kids to watch this show when they, I, I don't know who's freaking high fiving them, you know. I mean, I, I don't understand the logic of thinking of that, you know. And
1: And that's what happened with UCW is that the thinking went out the window. It goes back to the whole Timothy Blackman situation. The thinking went out the window. It's all about my buddies.
0: Now, let me ask you a quick, like, like you just said, talk about your buddies. Now, I've had Fury on a show once before, and I've heard other uh, wrestlers made mention of this, okay? be as known, if you can't get it booked anywhere else, you'll get booked there. But, you know, you say manager only books their friends. You know, Fury, Jay, whatever you want to call him, got so upset with those statements. It says, in this business, you develop friends. So yeah, people we were come with wrestling UCW. Yeah, we were booking our friends because we became friends. We became brothers. You become brothers into this business. You the family in this business. You know, yeah, he he took a highly offense. So I'm kinda curious, you, you put the spin on it. How did you put the spin on this whole UCW only books the friends and now trying to get other talent? When you have talent inside UCW, who makes the exact opposites? Like, like, viral pro, you know,
1: there's some this truths person, to
0: what a, this person put on Facebook about viral pro. That well, I don't like viral pro because they don't use local talent. Um, and then some people make comments, no, dude, they're just not using you. I don't
1: know exactly. So, they which, do use <laughs> local talent. Viral Pro does pull local talent, they pull from the CSRA. They pull from Atlanta, they pull from Columbia, they pull from Florida, they pull from all over the Southeast, and Sean Legacy is one of their top stars right now. Darius Lockhart is one of their top stars. Owen Knight is one of their top stars. There are a lot of guys in that Viral Pro locker room who are local to this area, so I don't want to hear anybody ever say that Viral Pro doesn't use local talent. But they are very picky and peculiar about the talent they pull. They have to have a value. They have to have something that can provide for the business and for the brand to keep the fans coming back. Now, when it comes down to what Christian Fury said about friends and the business, there are truths to his statement. You do end up becoming friends in the business because you have to trust the person that's across the ring from you. So therefore, you do develop a bond, you do develop a friendship, and you do develop uh, what they call a family uh, atmosphere, so to speak. But beyond that point, it's about business. And it's never anything personal with the guys when it's down the business. So if you don't book somebody and they get mad and they're like, I thought we were friends. Well, dude, we're friends but it's business. I've got to make sure I can provide for this company so you can have a place to come to. And and for the fact of UCW being labeled as the place where the misfit toys go and play, where nobody else will have them, that's a big statement. I mean, that was what ECW was listed as, and ECW made themselves as being the people who were the ones who used the misfit toys and made them bigger than life. But in order to do that, you got to have somebody who's a visionary and who has the ability to take the people uh, and take their talents or lack thereof and amplify it and make it something. So people will be drawn in. So fans will be drawn in. Because if you don't have that, all you got is a bunch of fat, overweight, 40-something-year-old men in tights climbing through ropes pretending like they're uh, 16 and 17 again get in the backyard. Straight up. Yeah, and this is a guy who what's
0: your, uh, what's used your to your in the what's backyard. Your thought? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your thought on this, though? I know, I know another Russian promoter, promoter of IWE. we have already mentioned his name on the show, a Facebook post, and me and him talked about it just a little bit. You know, I I understood what he meant, and he basically made the comment that if you have a bunch of middle-aged guys wearing hot. Material, you know, you don't have a wrestling promotion. know, and I did mention this to the theory, but he's his own thing. I know is to promote it from UCW and to promote it. I to be did exchange some words, but he has no idea what was said. So it's, I, I stuff for rumor in the window and speculations, but I know it was after that so called conversation, he made that comment up. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's got some truth to that, you know, if all and they are is- guys. You know, with hot topic stuff, you don't have a wrestling promotion. And I mean, what's
1: your, what's your look opinion? at look at UCW's roster. A majority of that roster is wearing black, uh, black, pants, a black shirt, or they're wearing black tights, or they're coming out with makeup, or they got some sort of dark gimmick, or it's something uh, so crazy that it reminds me of dark championship wrestling that I created back in two thousand five in Columbia, South Carolina where everything is supposed to be dark and evil and emo. That doesn't work. I had to learn that the hard way. It doesn't work with professional wrestling. It works for Monster uh, Monster Championship Wrestling up in Atlanta at Six Flags because it's an attraction at a theme park. It doesn't work (laughs) in a professional wrestling business because you can't have so many dark characters. You have no good guys. You have no bad guys. It doesn't make any sense. And, and for that matter, you got to have different body types. you got to have different personalities. All guys have the same fucking personality. It's just, it's just in a different wrapper. It's like buying a Snickers bar and one wrapper's gold and the other wrapper's silver and saying that it's a fucking Hershey Kiss. No, that isn't how it works. That's not the fucking same. Or, or, or going to buy a Pepsi wrapped in a Coca-Cola wrapper and saying it's a Coke. No, motherfucker, it's a Pepsi. You can't put a different wrapper on it and say it's a different product. That's like uh, that's like certain wrestlers going out there, they're one way at one moment, and the next moment they're putting on a mask and they're a completely different wrestler. Oh, it's a different person. No, it's still the same fat 40-something-year-old who was in tights a minute ago that just changed colors. It doesn't wow. work. I mean, it worked for Mortal Kombat with Scorpion and Sub-Zero. It doesn't work here for Night Stalker and The Russian. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I think you're talking about Night Stalker and the Rushing. Any, um, any. Um, I mean, I've, I've been told those guys are very, very, very similar in the ring. I mean, I'm just kind of curious. Well, it, you know, it's I'm, like Christian Fury and Fury Chains in the thing. ring.
1: Both of them have the same style and same body type. Um, not saying anything, but somebody finally decided to put on a mask. Oh, man. But I'm still waiting. The challenge is still open, Christian Fury. You have a platform now. Come on back. I'm already.
0: What would you say to what would you say to having got Don Brown on the show and you and him go round and round?
1: I'd say it'd be one sided because before the before the conversation could even begin, somebody would be knocked unconscious.
0: Well yeah, that could be true. That could be true. You know, I mean you you've pretty much seen all the promotions in the area of CS already. From, from Machido, Livewire, you know, and, and of course, IWE, Bowel Pro. You know, I, I've always found it so fascinating when Hancock started his promotion at the same time UCW was starting theirs. And, of course, three years, you know, Bio Pro draws 300 people, and that's probably one of their best shows. He drew 300 people. Whereas UCW is probably one of their best shows. They might have drawn 30 to 50. But on average, UCW has been drawing 10 to 15 people. And average, bio Pro is anywhere from 250 to 300 people on a regular basis. I mean, even if you, okay, I've heard the expression with fear said, well, we do it every month. They only do it every other month. And I said, Jay, you take two months of your product. Hell, you take four months. Five or six months of your product combine your complete audience for a half a year, they wouldn't even come close to one shelf in PowerPro. pro. So obviously you can't argue with success. And he stopped for a second, I was like, "Well oh, yeah, I guess you can't argue with success. No, you can't. You know? I mean, but
1: That's just it, is that before jo- Joshua Hancock even went into business, he made a plan. He had a plan. He worked hard to get the equipment he needed. He worked hard to secure the venue, and he did it the right way, and he worked hard well, to let
0: get the you, you, you talk about how he had a plan. You talk about he had to work the right way. I know Fury has made comments in the past, on the show, as a matter of fact, that Oh, crap. Viral Pro didn't work hard. They acquired all the flatline stuff, and they used the fireman's name to get them started. You know? I just said, well, damn, Jay. That's kind of smart business. I mean, the fireman gave them their blessing, you know? Let's, let's promote it. I mean. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and touch on the facts, because I've, I've, I finally got inside of Viral Pro, even though I've been pushing away and pushing away for many years, I'm finally uh, within Viral Pro, and You know, I I understand their business concept. And it's not very often that I defend a promotion or the promoter or anybody that works with certain promoters. But I will defend Viral Pro here. One, they did not acquire Flatline's assets. Flatline's Mm -hmm. assets are still Flatline's assets. Um, And I know this because Flatline is still currently, from what I'm understanding, looking to get back into the game. Um, And they're looking for a permanent
0: base. that's huh? ask ask what the rumor in the window was.
1: Yep. Okay. Viral Pro ended up buying the ring that was originally the property of EWA, um, Shock Value Wrestling, and Livewire that came down from the filling station. They bought that property. They bought that ring. They refurbished it. They got brand new equipment for it and, and, and made it their own. Um, all of the other equipment, they bought they bought all their own stuff, all their own production equipment, the lights and all that, that's them. They own that. They bought it. It's theirs. When it comes to video production and all that, they got a crew they got a crew that does that. Okay. Nothing ever came free to them. It was all hard work. Yes, Joshua Hancock went and asked for the blessings from Antron to Fireman Brewer because Brewer was leaving Thompson to go work with WWE. So that would have left a big void up there in Thompson. And Joshua Hancock wanted to fill the void that would have been left by not only Antron Brewer, but was being left with Flatline Pro's absence as well. He didn't want wrestling to leave. You know, him and Don Brown had the same idea, but just different outlooks. Don Brown had a whole board of directors. The only with that was is he didn't have a plan. He had a whole plan. He's like, I'm going to get sponsors. But we're going to do this, this, and this. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't, you know, think about costs. He didn't think about how to get things going in the right direction. And the biggest mistake they ever made was turning Antron to Fireman Brewer away, asking did he buy a ticket. You don't turn one of the biggest names in uh, independent wrestling in the CSRA away. Same thing with James Kitchens.
0: You know, a lot
1: of people have an issue with James Kitchens, but here's the thing. The man's a fucking genius behind the scenes. He's one of the best producers in professional wrestling here at the CSRA and has a, uh, a big following. You turning him away asking you, did you buy a ticket? It's like basically having Chipper Jones come down to the green jackets and they look at him and go, hey, dude, did you buy a ticket?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they fuck. they try to what say we can't give everybody free tickets, you know. We can't comp here, but we're not going to make any money. You no, know, uh,
1: but if you prove that you got it, Antron the Fireman Brewer in your building and you was able it, to pull him out it, there at, like, intermission and he cut a promo saying, I'm seeing what's going on here. I see that UCW is invading McDuffie County, and I won't stop until I come in here and make this the home of the Fireman. You know what boom you would have had?
0: It would have had some boom. I just also – I mean, Jay tried to say that but when they knew – that had happened the person who paid him in didn't know who the fireman was and when they found out about it you know according to according to Jay that you know Don offered him a refund pay Whoa, it well
1: well, I'm sorry but maybe you should uh, educate your wife on the wrestling business before you make her the head of it oops I didn't mean to say that
0: what, what are you talking about Chris uh,
1: I think I pulled a trigger <laughs>
0: <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> oh man we pulling that trigger baby let's do it <laughs>
1: but no seriously i mean you started at the same time and and both promoters had different outlooks on how their business was going to run here we are almost four years later and look exactly where the businesses are viral pro is having infection four they've already had the friggin uh what is it the rock and roll express has already been there james storm is making his second appearance They've had wrestlers from MLW. They had Brian Pillman Jr. at their last event. They've had Abyss there and did a Munster's Ball match. What has CCW done? Oh, they're a member of the AIWF.
0: You know, I'm going to tell you something. I, uh... Stupid. My apologies, boss. It's no, all right. I want, I want, it is stupid. I want, I want, no, 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 no. I wanted I want to say something about this. Too. Uh... I've argued and argued and argued with, with with theory, you know. Thinking he's a you know third owner of UCW. That's what I've always been told. You know, and argue with him because he would argue saying that it's a disgrace if we pay for big name talent and we can't pay our own. It's a slap in their face. We're gonna make it without big name talent. It's gonna we're gonna make it because of our blood, sweat, and tears. And I will tell him is that you need this big name talent. To make it, you know, I said, I, I had the same argument with Damien Sick because he would say the same thing that when the fans come there, they only care to watch them and not watch us. I said, That's when you're wrong, you know. I said, I'll bring up Great American Bash 1996 and they did a publicity stunt where they had Rick Flair on Anderson versus Kevin Green and Monk Michael, two football players. Well, it got the attention of the media, okay, it, it got the attention. Of the media, but when, when they when they went home that night, they didn't talk about Mongo and Kevin Green. They were talking about Rey Mysterio and Dean Malenko. The man they exactly. pulled that night, and it says you guys have a big name. Let's let's just say they had they gotten they pulled some money out of the penny bank and got Marty Jannetty to make an appearance. But they went home talking about Christian Fury and Hunter Young. You know, but they stole the show. Same thing with Hogan and Andre Maher during the crowd, but they went home talking about Ricky Stable and Randy Savage. Same kind of thing. You have the opportunity to steal the show. That's your opportunity to step your A-game up. But they wouldn't hear of it. They wouldn't hear of it. They argue and argue and argue. And say, yeah, if our pro is going to go broke trying to spend money they don't have and get these big-name talent, or we're still going to be doing strong. We're doing our thing, you know. And hey, look at pick- it now. Yeah, look at him now. That a have been it's it's, 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 uh, it's almost like UCW is homeless right now.
1: That's their next event. UCW in no. a box.
0: <laughs>
1: Live from the corner of 13th and Broad. Yeah. Please put change in the jar. The main event's going to be Christian Fury versus Night Stalker for the Undisputed Cardboard Belt Championship because we couldn't afford to get the actual belt.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that's
1: <laughs> I hate saying that, but, but when, when you don't have the right mindset for business, you're not going to do good business. And enough to say that there isn't great talent in UCW. I'm not bashing any of the talent. There is talent there. But when you got a guy who's running it who doesn't have an understanding and a grasp of what needs to be done to make good business, then you're never going to have good business. I love every guy and girl in that locker room. Who it is? I love every guy and girl running behind the scenes. You gotta have a leader who's going to make the proper decisions and have the mindset to to have an understanding that. Hey, sometimes I've got to make the tough choices, and sometimes I've got to let certain people like, hey, I to or hey, you know, I got to do this to make the business right, or this place I'm going to be around for a while. Hey, I didn't do that. I guess that IHOP burger uh, and uh, pancakes was more important.
0: Yeah, I know, right. I mean um, you know, I used to defend UCW. I try, you know, periodically the other day. whatever about what UCW does, you're gonna talk shit about it. I said, No, that's not true. Because anything I said was not made up. Anything I said was 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 concrete facts, okay? And and you know, and I, and I told him, I said, the man tried, okay. He put forth the effort, he tried to get some good wrestling about it, but I just don't I just don't believe he went about it the right way. You know? I mean, okay. When you've got other promotions in your area paying your talent, okay? Paying your talent. Who would show up? And work for you for free? Exactly. You get you get the leftovers of guys who won't, won't get an opportunity to book possibility, you know. And, and then who's going? And so you're getting mad. You're cussing people out in the bag. And so and so is supposed to be there. They don't show up. And all of a sudden, oh well, wow, there's a surprise. There was a surprise entry for revival pro that night, you know. And they had to redo your card. What'd you expect, man? You think you're going to make it to the top without trying to pay your guys something? Even the ones that's been there, paving the road and putting UCW in the map, even some of those guys are starting to feel a little unappreciated. I ain't going to say their names. I'll let them sit out on, on the show if they want to or not. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> excuse me. You know, even they feel like, yeah, hey, man, you know, am I going to get a little bit of love, a little bit of payment? You know, what are you, what are you doing with the money? And you know what? That's not my that's not my place to say. And I ain't, I ain't gonna split. I don't care what he does with the money. The only thing I do know is is you know take care of your talent, but take care of you. You know yeah, exactly. And if you're not doing that, then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what UCW is going to do. I don't know what the future holds. I, I, I really don't know, man. There, there's rumors that he might have found a venue at uh in Wrens. We'll see. Well, I, I wish
1: – here's the thing. I wish him the best, and I, I didn't want this full episode to be a UCW Bash Fest. Let's just put it like that. I do wish him well, no, the best for him because
0: of the talent. Not we're, just, we're, we're not making enough stuff. We're not making fun of him. We're just no. pointing out the obvious mistakes that they been made, and the kids are there and blame nobody else for this.
1: Exactly. You know? So I hope if he did find a venue that he does have a mindset to do better business and to think about the, the, the profitability of his company – and, and, and the future of his company by investing in his company and not just make it to where, well, these guys will be from the jump. And I understand all about loyalty, don't get me wrong, but there, are, there comes a point in time where the loyal have to take a step back in order to let um, new talent come in to breathe new life into the company so they'll have a place to come to, so they can be at a new place. I mean, Hulk Hogan did it, Steve Austin did it, The Rock did it. Fucking Chris Jericho did it. They all did it. They stepped back, let the new talent come in to breathe a little bit of new life. So when they do come forward again, there is a place for them to be. There is a value to them at that point because they become what is, quote, unquote, a legend of that company, uh, you know, and and they can have dream matches, which will draw instead of continuously wrestling each other over over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. To the point to where it's almost repetitive. It's like watching Brandon Parker and Anthony Henry Russell for the fifteen thousandth time in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, or two thousand and nine, um, which I said was very redundant. Even though it was, you know, two uh, of I the mean, greatest workers.
0: I know, I know you felt that way, but you know, uh, some fans liked it though. You know, and yep. and you, you talk about. I know it's a different era of wrestling, but like you know. When you saw Flair and Steamboat, now granted if we had the internet back then and the yada yada yada, I, I, I could see where he probably coming from like even Rick Flair and Ricky Steamboat probably rushed each other three thousand times in their career. And the more time they rushed each other, the more they got better. And I, that's just how I looked at it with, with Parker and Anthony Henry. They're yeah, two they right. helped they helped elevate. Rome was trying to outdo it. it. Rome was trying to outdo it together. And uh, I've got you know I've had my cross work with Anthony Henry in the past but I got nothing ill will to say about the guy you know his hard work's paid off and done very well for himself in professional wrestling really you know Brandon God bless him man he, he only had a career suffering injury and you know, I know he's in really bad shape right now, but he I, I, he, still, he still got his head strong. And his name still means something in professional wrestling. He's, he's a, a Hall a ser- of Famer in
1: APW in he's Royston.
0: He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer in my book, too, as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to promote a, I'm a Hall of Fame, you know, ceremony for the wrestling shootout in who I think is Hall of Fame material, Who was, you know, who I might have been very, very critical of in the beginning of their career, but how they ended their career and, and how they did the majority of their career, I mean, Brandon's got a hero story. You know, I think some people don't understand that considering some of the trials of tribulation he had to go through and overcome, you know. I this mean, look, we Parker, we know much Draven. You know, the guy did a lot for wrestling in the CSRA, and I got nothing but mad respect for the guy, you know. And I'm hoping one day we'll be able to say I think about Dom. But the thing I don't appreciate, I don't appreciate being lied to. I, I, don't be, I don't appreciate being told one thing and told another. I don't appreciate... Of being accused of something I damn know what it freaking do. You know, and then no, I, I totally withdrew myself United Championship wrestling. And I'm just I'm sorry. You know, I made my peace with the man, you know, he said what he had to say. I said what I had to say. I'm moving forward, you know, and hey I'm doing I'm doing what I can. You know, I have endorsed Livewire wrestling. You know, you know, Billy Johnson and me have had our thing in the past, but you know, we're trying something new here. I mean I don't know what's yeah. gonna come up I don't know. I don't know what's going to come up with. I don't know what's going come up with, with Machido. Right now, Right now, I'm working with TNB Studios. I'm doing the wrestling shootout, and I'm ready to pull that trigger, baby. And I'm going to go, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have fun with wrestling again. That's what wrestling is all about here. You know? And anything we said on this podcast today, man, nothing's personal. We're just stating facts what happened in wrestling. What's continue to what's going to continue to happen in wrestling. And yeah. speaking of things to continue, now that UCW is a thing of the past when it comes to the American Legion here, IWE and Machido have really stepped up, try to raise some great shows, and they are a possible threat to Viola Pro. Now, you're part of Viola Pro right now. Is there any kind of, you know, rift in the locker room, if you would, that when you think about what's going on with chain Timothy Blackman, Cameron K because I gotta be honest, man, I was fired up about that IWE versus Bushido show, especially well, with she one on one with Anthony Henry.
1: Here's the thing, and I was fired up about that uh, with Sean Legacy versus Anthony Henry. I hate that I missed it, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, when it comes to Viral Pro and Bushido, uh, honestly, I think the only people that are really concerned is Bushido, Bushido management. Because Straight up, I sitting there. the management at Viral Pro aren't sitting there looking at Bushido going, well, damn, what are we going to do to counter-attack this? Or, damn, what are we going to do to counter-attack this? They're not. They're looking at what they're doing and what their next move is going to be as far as they are as a company of what direction they're wanting to head. They don't look at other promotions and be like, well, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? I've sat there and watched them focus on their company from the inside out. I literally said this on Stovall's podcast, that Joshua Hancock will sit there and go to each and every fan and ask them what they think about the show, what do they think about the matches, what do they think about the talent, is there any talent they would like to see, and they take all that into consideration. They they get the feedback from the fans at the show, they get the feedback from the fans online, and then they take it and they make the best professional wrestling show possible.
0: Have I know I was very... I was very excited when I saw Hancock and Sean Legacy um, on Channel 6 News. I mean, it's on YouTube right now, but they They made mm-hmm. a channel and they helped up a pretty darn good show, you know. I mean, I kind of laughed a little bit hearing Sean Legacy trying to steal something from Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. It's called Marking Out, Kid. You know, I thought it was very entertaining watching it, you know. But, I mean, but the thumbs up to Joshua Hancock, though, you know. I mean, considering how it got started and, and some of the backlash he has gotten from other people, you know. I mean, a little – I don't want to say it was a big, big war, not like I've seen in the past, but, you know, it was a little rivalry going on with UCW and Fire Pro in the beginning, especially when UCW was in growth town at the church. Fire Pro was trying to do something and, uh, in Thompson at the time. And And then what special – when I thought UCW was back in the game, When they got the American Legion, I thought UCW was doing good. And as quick as they rose, they fell so faster. And now UCW is without a venue. Power Pro is still going strong. Now, UCW might be down. Don't mean they're out yet. I'm not going to sit there and say they're done yet. You know, they're still looking to recover. I mean, hell, I guess WCW is called Recovery Road for a reason, right? Hell, I don't know. I'm going to find out when I get there. Exactly. Um, But let me ask you this question. You know, I mean, what is Vowler Pro's real, real thoughts of Bushido? Because when Bushido first hit Thompson, you know, I heard that was a big, big drift. You know, big, big.
1: They, they seriously believe that Bushido came back uh, just as a means to be, uh, to put viral Pro out of business. They are still looking at it like that, but they don't let Bushido affect them. As a matter of fact, like I said, they just focus on their own business. They don't pay attention to what's going on down there. Unlike certain individuals and in other promotions, pay attention to what's going on around them. They just pay attention to what's going on inside their four walls, which is exactly what they should be doing. Uh, kudos. I've spoken to,
0: spoke to some other. I've spoken to some other some wrestling fans that you know that talk talk a little bit of smack about Bible Pro. I don't want to say their names because they attend this person attends all the wrestling in the area. But, you know, I've heard him make comments about BioPro Pro saying how are they able to make any kind of money? Considering the money that they can spend on somebody's big-name talent, what do they have to show for afterwards? I mean, granted, I don't know how they're making their money. I don't know how they're paying their talent. But some people are trying to say that they can't be bringing nothing home because the money they're paying certain big names. I mean, can you shed any kind of light on anything? They're not the of-
1: ones... They're not the ones paying the money for this big-name talent. It's the sponsors who are bringing in this talent. So, the That's money that market. they're I making is Viral Pro. I know
0: Kittle. a smart remark to say to this. I know when Kittle Kitchens got on the show a year ago and made a comment when I asked him who was really sponsoring Viral Pro, and he was like, our fans are sponsoring us. Our paying fans that come and watch us are sponsoring us, you know.
1: Well, that's the biggest thing. Is the fans yeah, are what?
0: Five Pro gives the fans what they want, whereas UCW only give the wrestlers what they want as far as angles and storylines.
1: And there's a lot of truth to that statement. A lot of truth. I thing. know
0: Christian Fury was he he was he was upset about him on the show and said some words about it.
1: Well, here's the thing, and and everybody can wet their diapers over this. Whoever gets uh into a pissy contest. Uh, I got a whole box of fucking loves over here they can put them on and piss away. Uh, The thing is is that the fans do sponsor Viral Pro. They're the reason why Viral Pro keeps having show after show after show. They're the reason why the local talent that Viral Pro brings in are able to work because that's how they get paid. When it comes down to big names like James Storm, Brian Pillman Jr., Abyss, the Rock and Roll Express, those are provided... By a sponsor, even the Garden City Classic, an event that took place in Augusta, Georgia, was not paid for by Viral Pro Wrestling. It was paid for by a third-party sponsor to bring wrestling into Augusta. That meant something. That's the exact words.
0: That did mean something.
1: Uh, And that's the thing is, uh, even even with uh, IWE, the fans are the reason why IWE is still running. It's the sponsors who are bringing in the names, who are bringing in the people like uh, uh, what's the uh, coming down uh, this, uh, this summer heat. Um, oh, crap. I forgot his name.
0: Is it Christian Fury?
1: No, he, I said sponsor. That's an actual name. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Mr. Be the People.
0: Mr. Weed the People.
1: You know what I'm what? talking about. He wrestled at WWE. Anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The man trying to steal Kurt Angle's gimmick. Um, yeah.
1: Jack- Who?
0: Jack Swagger.
1: Jack Swagger. Okay, and I'm going to get a lot of shit for forgetting him, but guess what? He had not been in the wrestling game for a while, so his name slips my mind.
0: Um he's a good wrestler. He was okay for what he yeah, was. Yeah,
1: he's he's even better MMA fighter. Uh better than CM Punk.
0: That's right. He's better than CM Punk. I do remember. That. I think he's better than Dave Batista too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a better win loss record because it um but that money didn't come out of Timothy Blackman's own pocket. That money came from sponsors and investors. Uh same thing with uh you know everybody else that it's coming into iwe that's a special guest those are special attractions that are being brought in by investors and sponsors same thing with viral pro investors and sponsors bring in the big names like james storm for infection four or or brian pillman jr at this last event it's just you got a smart business
0: what do you, what do you, what's your comments on, like you said, smart business, what's your comments on, someone made the comment, he was supposed to show you CW had to get sponsors, he was supposed to show you, like, dude, that's just like, Kmart asking Walmart, how did you get success when Walmart put you under, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just saying, that's like Target, the Walmart is, it yeah, you, how, you it,
1: know, it's I like, mean, it's like Burger King going to McDonald's going, how'd you sell so many hamburgers?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean,
1: what (laughs) boys you put in your happy meal or Sega going to Nintendo, going, Hey, um, how'd you create Mario? (laughs) It's it's, as, or, or, or Daniel Mayne going to Chris Dickens, going, Uh, Chris, how'd you manage to run a wrestling company with all these people all these years and in the backyard and keep a following after the fact?
0: I'll tell you what. It doesn't hey, he been, work
1: like that.
0: Show. <laughs> well, okay, we talked about every other major promotion in the area. What's your thought process on another promoter trying to start up and it's going to be at the Video Game Haven coming soon on August 31st?
1: Who is this?
0: Oh, wow. Um, Hancock's son. Justin? Yeah, he's got a promotion coming up. He's been, he's been working really hard. He's contacting... Uh, a few people, you know. I'm scheduled to be there.
1: I yeah. wish him the best. If he can pull the right people and put them in the right places, he can actually make something I, happen. It's
0: just—I really thought you knew about that.
1: I, I thought it was a backyard thing.
0: No, oh, wow. no, 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 no. He got a—he's got a ring. He's running a ring for someone. He's going to be at the video game heaven and Pete Ortiz and Justin, You know. Um, it's going to be August 31st, 2019. I know we're trying to get something going for October at Plantation Blood. You know, so, I mean, a lot of wrestling promotions are popping up here uh, in the CSR, right? Who's going to be a success? Who's going to know? You know, and what? how would you define success? Chris, is it really about the money or is about the fans or is it about the talent or is it the quality of matches? I mean,
1: it it starts with your talent. You've got to have quality talent. You've got to have people who are going to, you know, put the fans in, in a state of mind where they forget that they're watching a wrestling program and they get enthralled in it, and, and it becomes, you know, a new world for them. It becomes something that they get entranced by. So if you don't have somebody who could do that, who, where people are just sitting there shaking their head like, "Man, when's this next fucking match coming up?" Of these people suck. You're not making anything happen. If you got people sitting there going, man, these, these guys are awesome. I'm really I'm, I'm yeah. enjoying this.
0: Exactly. You know, let's, talk about like, let's talk about opening matches here. Now, granted, one of the last UCW shows I've seen, the one thing I don't understand, and, and, and explain to me, if you claim you know so much about booking and promoting and pushing people, you know, why book your opening card? So you have two big dudes. We're in, we're in terrible cardio shape. And I'm not talking them as a person. I'm just giving an observation, okay? All right, let's rip the damn Band-Aid off here. You get two guys who obviously, when, you're, when your fans are cheering, chanting, give these guys an oxygen mask, They're about to pass out, you know, the rest of the night stunk, okay? And I believe that was the same, I want to say I was the same night where Legacy, you know, made a comment that he, he he had no desire to come back to this place. You know, and he's went publicly, you know, and said UCW's a joke, most unorganized promotion he's ever seen. You know, and that, that says something, you know, when one of the top names in the CSRA puts thumbs down to you, you know, and it's for reasons like that. Why would you book a card like that. I'm asking that. But, that, but that's, this is the first. If someone who's never seen UCW before, that's their first taste into it. You're not going to be taken seriously, man.
1: No, and, and that's the thing is they sit there and they go with that old school mentality of the worst talent needs to go out first. No, we're in a new age, oh. a new era. The first uh, match that needs to go out is the, the match sets the tone for the rest of the night and sets the bar for everybody else to jump over and, and even, WrestleMania,
0: even even WrestleMania 1 if you watch the documentaries back in the day when Tito Santana even says Victor man says this is the opening match the opening match is very important I want you to go out there and get the people off your ass. You want them screaming and hollering and cheering. We want more man what's the next match going to be like, you know. If you do the exact opposite man, people are like all right man hurry up and wrap this stuff up. I paid ten dollars for this or I won't be coming back. And, and, and you see the crowd slowly and slowly get smaller and smaller until eventually, yeah, you're going to go out of business. And that's what happened with AWA. You know, he couldn't yep. get past but he couldn't. And you start seeing the crowd get smaller and smaller, less and less money coming in, more money is going out, less money coming in. And then eventually, yeah, you're going to have to close up shop, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what happened with UCW at the American Legion. Now, I don't know if they're going to bounce back or not, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Time will tell. Time will tell, you know, but it's, you know, it's sad to say this, man. But, you know, Chris, um, I, I, I'm having a good time tonight, man. Good time on the show. you well, know. Me too. I'm glad to be back home, brother. I'm glad to be back on t Studios. But, hey, for everybody out there that still follows Def Lot Productions, I'm still on Def Lot Productions. I'm going to be seen on t Studios and on Def Lot Productions, bringing you the greatest wrestling podcast of all podcasts, you know. And just want to give a big shout out to I hope everybody. That does wrestle in UCW, you understand I'm not attacking nobody personally. I'm just I'm just talking about what's going on in the wrestling business from my own observation. Feel free if you got anything to say, come on and rusty shoot out and we'll get it straight. Well, with that being said, man, I'm just I'm just saying, man, I'm glad to be back. I'm, oh,
1: glad, I'm glad to be back.
0: Home. To have you back man. man, I can't wait to get T Money on the show. And like I said, man, he's gonna have a, he's, that's, that's gonna be very, very entertaining. I got some more people coming up on the show. I got insane zane, I've got JC Walker coming up. You know, Billy Johnson, I'm sure, he wants to get on the shootout. And, damn, man, the is going to be the limit, man. It's going to be one hell of a summer. I can't wait. That's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Join us next time as we bring you all the uncensored, hardcore. I'm going to pull that trigger every chance I get on the wrestling shootout. And I hope you see you guys all again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Later.